When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 116. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm still Mike Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America on Twitter. That's Cap with a K. Kaplan, where are we on Instagram? We're, I'm Cap in a K with a K on Instagram as well, and we're lost in America. And you're Turner Sparks. Yes. Find us everywhere. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2019. 2019. We took no. Well, we t- we we recorded a podcast. Oh wait, first let's say. On the podcast today, yeah, we yeah, have... You forgot how we're doing this. Comedian Jocelyn Chia, welcome. Coming back to the pod. Welcome back. Welcome back. She'll be back when she gets We're out of new guests. We're just doing all recurring <laughs> yeah. guests the rest of 2019. All, yeah, this, the rest there's of nobody, 2019. There's nobody funny left. We've, we've met them all. That's we've true. We've met all the greats. We met, well, in the Venn diagram of people who are funny and also do stuff around the world. Right. And also return our calls or texts or... We've met hundred. Yeah, we've met hundred percent of them. Yes, exactly. This is really a great um, advertisement for what, <laughs> what's to come for the rest of this year. Kaplan, we recorded a pod la- last week. I, we got a lot of hate mail. People saying, "Ooh, no pod this week. What happened? No pod." I'll tell you what happened. We recorded it. We said some things that Saudi Arabia didn't like, and they took it down. They took the whole thing down. And listen, that well, happens to Hassan. And now Minaj. we did not want to take it down, but no. the, the suits over here at Ents. Yeah, they're, they have a big corporation to worry about. Randy Lee, they got their hands in everybody's pockets. Randy Lee was out in Hawaii with you on vacation. Yeah, and I think he didn't want to be bothered with controversy. He didn't want to ruin his vacation. Well, he said, no. Just take it down. Take Listen, it down. We're down here at the low. We're in the second floor here. They're way up on the tenth floor, and you don't know how the money up there. You don't know where it goes. You don't yeah. want to trace that paper trail. That's what Randy Lee said to me. <laughs> you don't want to follow the paper trail because yeah. apparently it leads to Saudi. Well, he Arabia. doesn't want ends in, ends in Saudi Arabia is a big development next in the 2019 year they don't want to mess that up that relationship is very important yes saudi men love ensing it's it's just something that's it's in the national character they have a contract every future <laughs> torture is going to be ents. and it's going to ents. <laughs> and they the, every woman who gets to drive a car has to ents about the experience they're working on that exactly so but anyway kaplan We've had okay, so we last that uh, pot awards last week, couple weeks ago, very popular. Everyone right. loved them, and we've already started 2019. That pod bump of the year, that was, I think that was the most popular one out of all of them, and people are already getting bumped. Tons. <laughs> it's like it's like the presidential election. The second one, a new cycle starts. The new cycle starts 2020. Immediately, immediately, the campaigning. The way too early predictions for pod bump of the year 2019. Who have we had already for our, our uh, recent guests have been bumped? We've in their had careers. a really strong year. We almost have to give up new awards for Who? each month. Who? So we had uh, Sean Finnerty. Sean Finnerty, a comedian, Irish comedian. He was on the. He had us. He came on the pod. He talked about renting a car and driving through the United States of America. Yeah, I think he's the. Was he our first Irish comedian? Uh, let's say did he sure. Break that glass ceiling. I think he did. Well, he's breaking another one. He's going to be the first Irish comedian on Tonight Show this Friday. 
this Friday night, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Are yeah. you going? We're gonna go to uh, Woodside Queens to I'm, watch it. With I mean, him. I could go. I could. I, I could go to the actual Tonight Show. I know friends over there, but I think I'm gonna watch with the little people. Look I'm at you. Come, I'm coming to the bar. Watch with you guys. He's on the show and he can't even go I, to the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah. Kaplan can go to. the I love Tonight that he's show. throwing a party for people to come and there's like a lot of people are going to it. I saw, which it's is gonna be a big to do. I wonder how many people if you just said I'm throwing a party to go on like what's like that late night show on like TBS or something. Listen, I was on <laughs> CGTN. Did you throw a party? For- nah, I found out 20 minutes before I was going to be on when I was actually on. I watched it in the back room of the living room show by myself. Well, then you should have invited me. I should have invited. <laughs> uh, that's a lesson. You got to throw a party. Throw a party for yourself. So that's what pump bump number one. Sure. Bump number two is Jonah Kessel from the New York Times. Yes. He's no come ball. on. He broke some big stories here about the Russian arms trade. Yep. I believe that video dropped. And what happened? And now he got promoted. He's like a senior Whatever his title was, now we had his senior do it. Senior. They had a whole spread in the New York Times website with a nice picture of him, big picture. That's amazing. Big announcement. But I think the, which shows to our, because some of these journalists might be afraid to come on here. They might get a little scared of getting the lines done. Yeah, not everyone wants to be in the lines. But look what happened. He came on here and the fake news New York Times gave him a promotion. It can make or break your career, as we often say. And it made this one. It made Jonah Kessel's But I think we got got one more pod bump of the year, which I think is the biggest of them all so far. Who's this? Bigger than the Tonight Show, bigger than the Times. Uh Uh-oh. A young comedian by the name of Turner Sparks. Yeah, came on this podcast and coming on for 115 weeks. They say <laughs> he's been. I've been working my ass <laughs> off to get a pod bump. And you're gonna have to throw a view. Did you throw a viewing party for your big announcement? No, we got to do it. It's uh, we'll we'll do it sometime this week. I was on. First of all, this is I was on a show on Dragon TV in China. They wrote. They're starting to roast Chinese celebrities. So I was on a roast on Saturday night. <laughs> viewership, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this up. View, estimated viewership, 400 million people. Take that, so that's, Tonight Show. That's 400 Tonight Shows, if my numbers are correct. <laughs> Is it not? Yeah. 350, somewhere in there. That's so, about how many podcast downloads we have a week. 400 million people <laughs> watched me. Uh, I we I sent in a three minute video, which w- was kind of a deal. Like they wanted me to do it. I sent in a three minute video, three minutes of jokes. Myself and Sherrod Small. They cut it down me to seven seconds and Sherrod to about seven and a half seconds. One joke each. But we got on four hundred million people saw us. We were get Yeah and I were getting messages from China all weekend from people. Oh my god, I can't believe you're on there. We roasted uh, Lei Zhang is the Ooh. pop star's name. He's like the Shout Justin out. Bieber of China. You give him, you give him a good roast. I gave him the business. Are they comfortable with roasting? They know what they know what it is. He, se- I but, guess so. He seemed to like it. I mean, like, truthfully, the joke they cut mine down to. They cut it down because it was all in Chinese, and I think they were just more interested in seeing a white guy speak Chinese. Yeah, I think that was the main attraction to me. And uh, he seemed, I don't know, he seemed to like it. We'll put it online. It'll go on our uh, social media. You can check it out. Kaplan, nice. laughable. New sponsor to the podcast. Ding, 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 ding. Kaplan, the money keeps rolling in with these sponsors. These guys are great, though. Ned over at Laughable. I went and I met him. I, I've actually known him for a couple years. He's, he's been working on this app. It keeps getting better and better. What Laughable is, first of all, it's an app. You can get it in the App Store. So go to the, go to the App Store if you have an iPhone. Go over there. Download it. What Laughable is, it's a, a, a podcast app that specializes in comedians, comedy podcasts. But what you can do is you can, unlike other apps uh, for podcast you can search by name so you can search cap's name <laughs> i'm on so many you're on there sorry i've been so busy and it not only know. shows the ones you host which is lost america podcast but then it shows any podcast you've been a guest on so if you're like if you say i like turner sparks i like michael kaplan yo is a good one for this david tell david tell doesn't have his own podcast but he's been on many he, every once in a while he'll go no. on but he doesn't go on a lot 
So you have to be like looking. Is he on Joe Rogan this week? Is he on Ari Shafir? Where is he? Where is he? No more. You don't have to do that anymore. You go to Laughable. You download Laughable. You type in David Tell. It'll come up every single podcast he's been a guest on. And over the years, it's a ton. But it's like one or two a year. So you get, you get, does it tell you when he's coming on? No, it'll tell you what he's already been on. Oh, okay. Like a whole list. Like you can go on right now. You're on there. I'm on there. And then a whole list of all the podcasts you've been on will pop up. So you can scroll through and listen to every podcast. Caps hosted or been a guest on. <laughs> Sorry, I've been so busy. Bunch of other ones. <laughs> future ones coming in the future. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more I'm down the pipeline. I'm negotiating. You're negotiating. I, I like David Tell. I don't want to spread myself too thin. Make it special. Yeah, and here's the thing, Cap. It's coming. It's uh, it's 100 free. So just go get it. Try it out. 100 percent free. 100 percent free. <laughs> Why not free? It's on. <laughs> you don't need 100 percent with the word free. It's on. Well, that's what they say. They say it oh, okay. in the thing they told me to say. Oh, it's 100 yeah. percent free, and it's on. It's in the app store now. But it's coming for Android in February of 2019. And tell that. Tell that the Lost in America pod sent. Tell you. him we sent you. Good guy. Just tell him we sent you Amazon, Kaplan. We had a record month in the month of December 2018. Tons, so many people bought stuff on Amazon. Yeah, Thank the you holiday all. Season. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Yeah, through the holiday season, it's the know, spirit again. And we've already spent that money. Like we're like drunken sailors here. So you gotta oh, keep. Yeah. You gotta. We're, we've got it now. You can't take it away from us. Don't pull away the heroin. Go to lostinamericapod.com. Click on the Amazon. The link in the top. Audrey Murray's book. And do your regular shopping. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, people. Should we get to Lost in America? Yeah, play the music. Back, Kaplan. I'm lost in America, but before I put throw your headphones yeah. on, we're back, baby. This is a production here. I gotta. I'm lost in America, but before I am, I want to announce some dates I got coming up because I'm going all over the place. Glad I got the headphones in so I can hear you. Yes, January 19th. That is a week from Saturday night. I will be in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. Right outside of the the New England Patriots are gonna yes to I believe Eagles it is called Super Bowl this year no no I re- I said I will not, I will not go I will not be in Boston ever I will not go to do comedy in Boston until Gordon Hayward <laughs> gets traded to their team and then gets hurt and then comes back from injury and now that's happened that's all happened so now I'm going that was your that so was I will your, be there January nineteenth right. I'll be at the seven thirty Tavern. I think it's called Tavern Kitchen and Patio. It's like a really weird name. It sounds like a furniture store, but apparently mm. it's a bar. I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah, and I'll be there. <laughs> Shout out to them. I'll be there with Gus Tate. Gus is going with me. So that's uh, going to be a fun show, you that's guys. That's a real Boston man. Get tickets at turnersparks.com for that. And then on uh, January 31st, I will be, and I think you'll be with me, in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Are you, you going? We, we announced that last week, and Randy was like, you're going to Texas? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's going to be a grand Prix. I might be there. It's a surprise to the audience. Okay, Let's- okay. Cat Mighty might not. It's the Uptown Theater in Grand Prairie, Texas. Andrew Heaton's going to be doing that show with me. He will be there. It's going to be a hot show, baby. Get you your come tickets. Come see the 2018 what, what, what award? Alt-Middle Award winner. Yeah, exactly. Andrew Heaton. Alt-Middle Award winner of the year. Of the year. Big, 
Did he did he ask for more money after that? I'm sure he did. We'll find out. I think he upped his yeah, the <laughs> yeah, theater had to up his pay. Yeah, of course. He's an order. So at the Grand Prairie Theater, right outside of Dallas, Texas, in Grand Prairie, Texas, uh Uptown Theater. Did I say that? Uptown Theater. And uh get your tickets, both of those, turnersparks.com. More dates coming up later in the year. All right, Cap, I'm lost in America this week. Yeah. Here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> I'm married. I've been married for two years. You've been married for much longer. Yeah. Since the day I got married, Every single person I talk to walking down the street, it doesn't, they see the ring on my finger. This is what they say. They go, Hey, you're married. You got to get a joint. If you want to be married, you got to get a joint bank account. Yeah. That's, that's where that's, that's, have you done it? Cause that's like the real thing. That's more serious than living together. Joint. This is what, let me explain to you what it is. For anyone who doesn't know a joint bank account. They're like, Hey, let's take uh, all your money and then all the other person's money. And then let's mix it together. Right. So nobody knows whose money is whose money. Yeah. And, you can, and then now you'll be happy. And you no! get checks with both your names on them. How does that make you happy? That just makes everyone. And then everyone spends all the money. Everyone's. Uh, well, it's really cool when you spend the money to buy yourself something because then you don't really feel like you paid for it. Yeah. But what you if, paid for it as a unit, the two of you. We're trucking along just fine. <laughs> she spent my. Yeah, spends her money. I spend my money. We split the rent. Sometimes she buys dinner. Sometimes I buy dinner. Life's a peach. So are you asking me for my advice as someone I'm who's been married for why, longer than you? Should I all, get? Should you get one? Why? First question is why do everyone insist that you have one? Well, it's a very regressive, Go. Uh, old school way of thinking. Where like the little lady sits at home and doesn't work, and so she doesn't have a job, oh. a housewife, and then they have to share a joint drink account. That's what I'm saying. I'm very woke. Oh, it's because the so, man makes all the money. Man makes the money, and you know, and then, then the women, family, they, so she's writing the bill, paying the bills. It's got to go. She when, pays the bills. I don't. Uh, did they pay the bills? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I see. Like the checks come in. Checks oh, come in. Pay for that. I remember my mom when I was a kid used to sit around the kitchen table. And up oh, the time balancing to pay the bills. The, yeah, and she'd sit there and write balance a check, balancing checkbook. Like Something anyone knows what that means. Randy Kaplan finally stopped doing last year. After what? 2018 was like she finally put it to rest at some point. She would balance it every month. That's oh a whole other story. So that's one thing. Yes, that's the reason. I think they so have it's an it. antiquated idea of a, ma- a female male. Well, relationship. I think it where it's like it's really like there's different steps to relationships to when you feel like oh my god this is real I'm really done it's really over I'm married. Okay. So getting married obviously getting engaged is one. Getting yeah. married is one. Yeah. Living together is a big one. Sure. Having children's the biggest, of course. Yeah. But in between that, I think is the sharing the checking account because where's the dog? The dog uh, the dog's about the, similar because it's like to yeah, the joint checking account. The joint, dog's pretty similar to the joint checking account. So because <laughs> the joint checking account, it's when you you have to you all of your money. It's like they know what you you've been doing this your whole life. You've been spending money on things, and now they're seeing what you're spending money on. Yeah. So that is why. And my- you're seeing what they're spending. Money exactly. On. So and that- neither one wants the other one. Who? I mean, it's not like we don't want to, but it's we're both like, who cares? Well, that's why you come to me. We got a fine system. I marriage think. coach Kaplan here. Coach Kaplan. And I'm going to tell you what I would tell all young newlyweds. Yes. Don't do that. Skip that step. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. Skip that's what that. I thought. It's better for in these modern times modern. when you're both working, it's better for both parties to skip the step because. She, you don't want her to see everything you spend your money on, and she definitely is want you to see everything she spends her money on. Can I say something? In the words of the Gentiles, amen. <laughs> exactly. Because don't get a joint checking account. Don't get a joint checking account. Get in the 21st century. Get, the 21st, get a joint Venmo account. Do they have those? There we go. Now, a joint Bitcoin. <laughs> joint Bitcoin account. <laughs> Kaplan. Speaking of Venmo, Ents is an app. You can get in the app store. It's up to five-minute audio recordings. It's run by our good friend, Ikram Magdon Ismail, the original founder of Venmo. Guess what? Bigger and better things. Moved on from Venmo. It started in. 
and get it today. It's in the App Store. It's in. It's for Android. Yeah, E N S E. E N S E. But they've all. But they've brought and they're bringing us the billion dollar idea of the day. What is it? It's using Venmo. <laughs> okay. Well, what happened? Let's back up. The there was a football game two nights ago now uh, between the the Philadelphia Eagles the and your world champion Philadelphia Eagles, world champion Philadelphia and Eagles, and Chicago your Bears. Chicago Bears. Not mine. I mean, you're the audience. Yes. Yeah. Oh. It's America's team. Fuck them. And so <laughs> then the Bears will lose on a last second field goal that hits off the upright. Cody Parkey, the kicker of the Bears, it goes out. He missed the kick. And now what's happening? Philadelphia Eagles fans to thank the kicker for, for the uh, Bears kicker for missing the kick. They're Venmoing him money. They started Venmoing him money, and then somehow people, I guess, because you see it on people's threads on the walls. That, sure. So some people, some geniuses out there, decide to take advantage of this, and they start setting up fake Cody Parkey accounts, like with the guy's picture, Cody Parkey one, Cody Parker doing because the guy missed the kick. Cody Parker, and they're getting people keep sending these people dollars and ten dollar bills and with thank you notes and everything. Oh. So we got to start a account. Let's start a fake Cody Parker. Well, it's too late, I think, for him. But I think my our, my billion idea is we need to look at the list of the rosters of all the kickers, every every sport where this could happen, like uh, where there's a player who could decide the final play, right, like a goal, like a hockey goalie, a goalie in soccer, could yeah, be a big one. World Cup teams, okay, a uh, relief pitcher because they can blow the game in they baseball. Can screw up. The, obviously, the field goal kickers. Because what's going to happen is they're going to make a mistake at some point. It's and like it, we're short selling. Yeah, we're exactly. We're, we're short selling guys. Exactly. Crab stables. We're rooting for them to line. lose. They're yes. going to make a mistake, and then all the opposing teams' fans are yep. all going to send them Venmo money. And guess what? The money's going to come. And we're going to have the so we're going to have the original us. account with the guy's name and the picture ready. So it doesn't look fake. Doesn't Oral Hershiser. <laughs> you got you to gotta brush up on your baseball now. Jose I'll, take care of, I'll take care of baseball. Okay, you and take then, care of baseball. Uh, what, yeah, is this applied to anything other than sports can we think of? I don't see who it could be in basketball unless you just unless we just blanket it. We get every NBA player. Uh, yeah, it's soccer gotta, It's got to be somebody who's likely to miss a key foul shot. Basketball may be tough. Maybe we'll, yeah. Soccer and hockey. Soccer, hockey, and baseball. Relief pitchers. That's, they that's blow a good games. start. We'll start with them. Yeah. Oh, maybe the pit crew in uh, NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Because they forget to put a tire on. Yeah. Maybe referees in basketball because they're always deciding games. <laughs> there we Dick go. Dick Bavetta at Venmo. <laughs> Dick <laughs> underscore Bavetta. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's your idea. Hey, that's a great idea, Captain. All right. We're going to make some money this year. We're going to make some that's money. And I see Jocelyn Chia's out there. Jocelyn Chia. She's got a big announcement to make. She's, she's going to tell us if she's moving to Singapore or not, right? Well, she's been in Singapore for half of last year, so we're going to see if she's going to – but she's trying to decide if she's going to stay in Singapore for life and be a comedian in Asia yeah. or come to New York for life. Let's find be out. Comedian in America. Jocelyn Chia, come on in. All right, we're back. Jocelyn Chia, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be back, guys. This is our first show of 2019. Whoa, I'm the first one. Yes. And, yeah, we, we were like, you know what? off with our best guest. This is how we got to do it. We got to go get Jocelyn Chia. We didn't know if you were in Singapore. We were going to track you down no matter where you were. <laughs> and like, let's get back on the pod. So what have you been doing? When did you get back? Because I know you spent like half of last year or more in mm -hmm. Singapore, right? Yeah, half of last year was in Asia, six months out in Asia, because I did other countries too. Two months in Europe, uh, and then four months was New York. Okay. And when was it when we were doing shows in Thailand? That was like May? Yeah, I think so. So that was our my first... I did two trips to Asia. 
first was the one where we met in Thailand. Yeah. And then second one was in July because I got booked on Comedy Central Asia. Yes. Yeah, so they flew me out there. Business class. Felt oh. like a real baller. <laughs> Did you negotiate that? I negotiated yeah. it, yeah. They weren't going to offer it right off the bat. Wait, you negotiated <laughs> negoti- business class? I was a former lawyer. I put my negotiation <laughs> skills to yeah. use. <laughs> yeah. There's no way anyone else got business class, right? Any of the other you comedians on the Esther show. You know what Esther Esther Kuba, she's been on Girl Code and, and whatnot and whatnot. So she's got a lot of TV credits. So she she felt like she deserved business class. But she negotiated as well. So she did too. Well, yeah, to you pay know. for that, they put some in cargo or something. <laughs> yeah. See, so so you once you don't negotiate. I feel like, in, did any comedians come from mainland China? Because I'm sure they just got like One comic came airlines. from mainland China and her husband is very rich. So, so she flew oh. business class on his dime. <laughs> I know her. You know her? Uh, what's her name? Her husband works for the NBA. He now got a job as the president of Canada's Olympics. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Canada's Olympic president? President of the Olympics? For Canada. For Canada. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this year we will bring back Javelin. Yeah. Like, oh my God, typical American shitting on the neighbors. <laughs> no, I just, I, I think, how rich Canada. are you that you're the president of the Olympics? I thought you were going to say like a company. Oh, oh. Like oh. that's richer than I thought. I mean, okay. I mean, I saw pictures he owns of the house. Olympics. Yeah, I don't think, no, he doesn't own the Olympics. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think Olympics are that profitable. CEO, sorry, CEO is the title. CEO of the Olympics. Of the Olympics. Are they bringing the Olympics to Canada? Is that? Oh, that's a good question. Because no, that could be. I'm, I'm just spreading rumors. Because they moved here. back from China to Canada. <laughs> like how we're just talking about well, this person we haven't named yet. Well, Mitt Romney was the president of the Olympics <laughs> in America once. The committee. Oh. So maybe this guy's. This is his move. He's gonna. Where's oh, his gonna nationality? He's Canadian. Canadian. He is Canadian. Oh, right. Trudeau, you got competition. This guy's <laughs> got random, money. Random like, comedian's husband. <laughs> it's coming. She's a super pretty girl. She's actually a journalist. Should so we she name a, her? Oh, future, yeah. Jennifer first... Xiong. Yeah. Do you know her? Was she, is she the one you're talking about? Broadcast I do. journalist. Exactly. Yeah, she China. was on uh, Jennifer. How do you say your last name? Xiong. Xiong, yeah. Future first lady of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. We, she was we, on we um, TV when I was. She was like a news anchor. Exactly. She's a news anchor. It's on like the CCTV, like propaganda TV, but in English. English for right. like the foreigners. You oh, she's know? the news anchor. Though. She was a news anchor on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, then, and then uh, and then all of a sudden she started popping up at the comedy clubs, like doing stand up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I saw her when I checked into the hotel. I was like, "Who is this pretty bitch?" And then she was one of the comedians. I was like, "Great, you're funny too." It's just yeah, life is just not fair. very unlikable. <laughs> right, right. If you're good looking in comedy. And then the worst part is that she's so nice you can't hate her. So I'm yeah, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. no." <laughs> she's a nice person. So she got business class. But her, but she was only offered economy, and they wouldn't give her business. So her husband just paid for, <laughs> well, for he her business. Paid for it, so. I, this is all the talk at the uh, <laughs> comedy, the comedy taping. Did he get a window seat? Was this an all female? <laughs> this was right. It was an all. It was female not show? all female, but it was half female. So they wanted to up the female presence. Um, so because I think normally that's just one female. The, the past couple of years, there's been one female per season. So this year, they really wanted to up the women. Factor, I think, because they have a new programming person who's a female, and she was like, "Where are all the fucking women?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had quite a few. Who else was in it? There was. Um, I want to predict who didn't get business class. You tell me the name, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll predict. Yeah. Well, there were Malaysians, so the Malaysians were already there. They just got more money, so I didn't get. Oh, paid you're taped a lot. in Malaysia. They uh, taped in Malaysia, oh, okay. Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, they should ask for money of a business class flight. That's, the know. business class is worth more. Oh than wait, did Garen Chu do it? Garen oh. Chu did not do it, no. Oh, okay. But he did win Hong Kong Festival, though. But they didn't pick him? Ha ha. Maybe this God. year. He listens to this. Yeah. He does? Wait, he's been, <laughs> has he been on? 
Aaron has not been on. Oh, he's not he's been, been on. in Turner Ball, but that's all. Yeah, <laughs> he's a friend of ours. <laughs> I can't believe he hasn't been on a podcast. Okay, so, all right. I'm trying to think of who else, who else did it. Do you remember? Do you know, uh, also for the Americans, we had Dwayne <laughs> Perkins, black guy, surprise. <laughs> oh, I know Dwayne. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that was a curveball, right? Because it was all Asians and then Dwayne. All Asians and then Dwayne, yeah. yeah. No, but There's who no are the other? I know the Asian people. I lived out there, remember? Yeah, you're right, right. You did lo- live out there. Uh, Jason? Jason Jason. Oh, Jason. Oh, the doctor. Yeah, the doctor, well, yeah. Fuck? They picked all the rich people. <laughs> this is really... He's already a doctor and a he's chance. a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. They... yeah, he... I I mean, I really admire him, man. He, his YouTube clips or the, the stuff that he posts on Facebook get, gets millions of likes. Oh, really? Yeah. It's... Malaysia's a good market, I think, for comedy. Well, no, that's what I want to ask you about. So you spent how long going around Asia? I spent... Um, well, the first time out there was just, a, I think, three months. And the second time out there, again, another three months. This is all last year? All last year, yeah. And, and I broke it up with Europe. So the first time I was out there for, I think, two, three months, I went to Europe for, for a few we're, weeks. We're in Europe. Only, I think a month. And then second time, went to Asia for a month, Europe for a month, back to Asia for two months. And you were kind of, as uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were trying to decide if Asia was a place to live right now to be like, to have a career full-time doing comedy. Is that right? Yeah, well... If it's at, if it's made it to that point yet. I was trying to decide if I wanted to be committed to being a bicontinental comedian. It's <laughs> a great term. It's a great term. That's right? the most ridiculous term. Yeah, That's how I got booked on this episode, okay? Because I said bicontinental. We're, we are very bi-curious. I'm bicontinental. Well, it's like you're really one-upping the people who say they're bi-coastal. I know, right? They live in Hollywood, so yeah. in Brooklyn, or whatever. Totally. You could take your bi-coastal and I'll up it with a bicontinental. If you don't exactly. live in at least two continents, I mean, you're not a <laughs> In the world. <laughs> You're not making it. I'm actually I'm tri-continental. I did Europe as well. So, yeah. so what did you find? So you were because I was curious about this because two years ago, it seemed like every six months living in Asia, it went from zero, like obviously zero comedy anywhere, to every six months would be like a little, little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. And I've always been wondering when are we going to hit the point where you can make a living full time being a comedian based in Asia. There were a few already doing it full time. So okay. Jason Leong can quit his doctor job. To oh, wow. do comedy full time. It's a Jewish mom's nightmare. I mean, yeah. he also is quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and an Asian mom's nightmare. Say, so. Asian, yeah. yeah, Gentiles love it. Did you Gentiles. see the? Do you see the viral videos of Sandra Oh's dad giving her a standing ovation for winning the Emmy? Yeah, that was so cute. I hope that's my dad in a few years. Oh, last night? Yeah, it's adorable. I, I missed it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but I saw. Oh, that the, the Golden video Globe. Golden Globe. Yeah, the Golden Globe. Oh no, no, I didn't watch that either. Wait, so what? She wasn't on the pod, so we, we only watch if people aren't on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Not, we have a strict have you been on our podcast television watching policy. <gasps> yeah. So, okay. So, right. J- uh, Jason Leong does it professionally. He does it professionally. That's Jinx Yo. Jinx is amazing. Oh, yeah. He's now. great. His video of roasting the British, 10 million views last I saw. 10 what? million. My dad's friend sent it to me. Yeah, exactly. Just right? like randomly. He's like, hey, who's this like nerdy Chinese it's guy? traveling around the world. I think the title made the difference because it says nerd roast British. The title just makes you want to click on this clickbait. Yeah. And it's also very good. Nerds love seeing other nerds take down <laughs> non-nerds. <laughs> right. That's a real lesson. Well, Turner was roasting for 300 million people the other day, so 400 million. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> night, Dragon TV. I got to 400 million people on uh, Chinese television. Really? So, yeah. yeah. 10 million. <laughs> eh. Nothing. Anyway. Oh, my God. I performed with Joe Wong the other day. He's here in New York for a few days. Oh, I don't know how long he's here for, but Joe Wong, he came to he filmed his um, Is Colbert. Is he really? Yeah. So what? Is, so how do they make a living doing comedy then? Corporate gigs. So this is why I was considering having a presence in Asia. All right, because the corporate there is really good. I mean, the gigs suck. 
they're horrible, but they pay really well. It's like the minimum, I'll convert to US dollars for, for your benefit, $1,000 US for a 20-minute gig. That's insane. That's pretty good. I get paid 25 US for a 20-minute gig in the city. Yeah, well, yeah, New York City pays nothing. Yeah, it yeah. pays nothing. <laughs> so I, I was like, holy shit, I can make money here. And, and I'm a headliner in Asia. I'm still a fucking host in America. Yeah, $3,000 <laughs> an hour rate. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're $3,000 an hour. How crazy. Wow. And what kind of gigs are these? Like uh, companies or? Companies, right? So companies who just want a, a comedy show or I get asked to host events as well. And, and I and I was told that you can just quote $2,000. So I quote $2,000. They didn't blink an eye. Oh, they so paid? They Yeah, they, they were. All right. Paid. Yeah. Nice. Pay for your own business. And then here I hosted this entire fashion event for like international models. And it was like, oh, you get a goodie bag. <laughs> Oh, oh God! What's in the goodie bit? No, <laughs> it was worth a lot though. It was worth quite a bit. <laughs> so I, I'm glad I did it. And, wow. I, and, and one of the designers even like gifted me the dress, but that was on on him. It wasn't part of my my payment, my agreed payment. So that was a cool event. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah the financial lucrativeness in Asia is just so much more. So I was very tempted just to establish at least half a year out in Asia. And when you say Asia, like what countries are you talking about? I will be focusing in Singapore. So I signed with um Warner Music Singapore. I don't know if you know that. But they are, they're my representative for all of Asia. Cool. I haven't told them yet. I've decided to choose America. Oh, <laughs> <To> live? <laughs> to oh like, wow. yeah, let's get the drum roll out. So Wait, what's Warner got? Music? What does that mean? You, uh, you comedy albums or what? So they wanted to branch out into comedy. I'm actually their first non-music art- artist. Artist. Yeah, well, I know that sounds very fancy. Artist. They yeah. call it A-R-T-I-S-T-E. <laughs> nice. <laughs> to be signed with them. Um, and there's some synergies. Like obviously, if I want to do a comedy album, that they will be they they would produce. I could open for the musicians. Um, they also have a lot of um, contacts with sponsors. I would potentially get commercials or corporate, more corporate gigs. and, and Oh, so they might be events. like managing you? Manage, exactly. It was actually a management agreement that oh, I, I signed cool. with them. That would be cool. Like in the old days, in like the 1950s, comedians used to open for singers exactly. in America. Exactly, yeah. I, they still do, right? I, I think they still do it in Vegas. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I heard it sucks, but because no one's there to hear comedy. Yeah, you're right. They're there yeah. to see like Smokey Robinson mm-hmm. or whatever. Celine Dion. <laughs> They're like, before them, like uh, Rob Stockies. Come on, <laughs> on up or whoever. We're a Canadian theme, him for Celine Dion. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right. Well, that would be cool. On my brain. So, um, but then comedy club wise, there's just not that. You can't do that full time in Asia. Still, I yeah? don't think so. No. I mean, no, you really have to supplement your income with the com with the corporate gigs and TV. Some of the, the locals get booked on TV. So Joanne Kam, do you know Joanne Kam from Malaysia? She so mm. she's the most famous female comedian in all of Malaysia. She freaking booked her own HBO show, not even a comedy, a drama, but they saw her live performance and they're like, okay, she can do this. And so she has her own HBO show now on HBO Asia. It's insane. Wow. So the opportunities out there are just crazy. I mean, to even get like a under five part on HBO here is yeah, fighting tooth right. and nails and there you just get to be your own star so soon. Well, also Netflix was like giving people specials and stuff. Netflix was. They gave three people specials. Um, I, I know one guy who's working on his second one already for them. Who? I don't know if I'm allowed to say yet. I don't know, is it? Well, I'll just say this. We had Faka Fuzz in the studio on the podcast. You did? Right here yeah. in America? Right here. Oh, right, right where you're oh, sitting. sitting. In that very uh-huh. chair. Oh, my that God. I, I'm following the... <laughs> That's the Faka chair, we know. I have um, and big Kevin, butts to feel. Phil. Yeah, and Kevin's going to be... <laughs> big Kevin to will be on when he comes to the U.S. Oh, that's an even bigger butt to feel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, then you can ask him about his maybe Netflix special. There we go. <laughs> oh, wow. news. That's one of those two. Oh, I knew we get to the bottom of it. That's some good journalism there. And so, <laughs> see, that's how you do it. Just, so, how did? So, when did you pick America? How did? Oh, wait, what have you picked? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we really jumped ahead. And we were gonna yeah. tease this. <laughs> right, right. You, yeah, you was all planned. Suspense is built. Of me, the suspense is built. So I came back to America uh, end of day. October, and you know how we had talked about. Every time you leave America, you lose your momentum. And I felt that, right? I had been gone for eight months out of the whole year. And I had, you know, just gotten past at a bunch of clubs. There was one club that miraculously um, actually bumped my status up because the the booker is friends with me on Facebook. So he saw that I was headlining out in Asia. He saw that I was doing Comedy Central Asia. So I actually got bumped up to um, paid weekend spots in New York City at, at the Broadway Comedy Club. Oh, that's cool. Even though I was gone for so long, right? So that was really cool of him. But And then when I came back, I was like, golly, I have like an empty December calendar. You know, I have no shows. I had to start reaching out to people, letting them know I was back. So it was a lot of work to get back into the groove. Um, so I did notice there was some loss of momentum. Like I had been talking to a late night TV booker. We had been in the exchange process. Just like send me your tape, you know, maybe in August when you're ready. And I was out in Asia. I couldn't film a US set. So, you know, that's like pushing back my late, late night TV appearance. So there's all these things that was making me feel like, oh, I kind of lost out on the States. And Asia was really just for the money because I realized how much happier I am here. One, just being in New York City, I'm so much emotionally happier. Really? Yeah. Two, why? I get so much more. Why? Yeah. I mean, it's New York. Like, you want to fucking live in Singapore or do you want to live in New York? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I the mean, weather is way better in Singapore. I know, I know. So, yeah. I, was, I, so I think ideally I would set up such that winter months will be out in Asia. And then like the a, rest of the year here. Retirement. It's like a more advanced for <laughs> Jews go to Florida. <laughs> I was going to say, go to Singapore. It's the Asian Boca. <laughs> yeah, the Asian Boca. Is, uh, What's Singapore. Boca? Exactly. Boca Raton is where the Jews oh, go. Oh, Boca Raton. Yeah. <laughs> Asian Boca. Singapore. Else, I get more stage time here. Like here, I get what? Two, three shows a night if I wanted here. to. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Here in New York and Singapore is uh, on, on a good week, maybe um, six shows a week, but that's. On a good week, you're more likely three shows, four shows a like week. Like in a month, how much? How much? In a in Asia, in, in Asia, Singapore. in Singapore. Well, there's only a couple clubs, right? And then a couple of and like some pop ups, yeah. yeah. So you're really talking about getting on stage at most twenty times a month, I think. Here I can do twenty a week if I yeah. really pushed it. Plus and how many access to this great podcast coming back? Right, exactly. exactly. This is <laughs> the power of these great mics. Power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about you? I saw you posted you were at LOL. You're uh, paid a regular yes, at LOL. Yes, yes. So I have a story for that. I auditioned there. I went in like a couple months ago. This guy called me out of the blue and he was like, hey, I just saw you. I'm the new booker at LOL. Like, come in. I got that too. Okay. Um, what's his name again? You know what I'm talking about? Well, by the time I got there a week later, he'd already like quit. Oh, he's no longer? <laughs> yeah. Uh -uh. He, they were like, oh, he quit. Or he, I called him and I'm like, hey, I'm coming in tonight. And mm. he didn't answer. And then he called me back like five minutes later. He's like, oh yeah, like I quit yesterday. Oh man. So I think he worked there for like six days. So uh. anyway, but I but I went in. You but, come he, in but, no, but he was like, go. he's like, I'll call the club and I'll tell him you're coming in. They'd just go in anyway. Oh. So I went in and uh, he was like, he called me back. He's like, yeah, it's cool. Just go in. So I went in and then the guy met me and the guy was like, had no idea. Oh no! Yeah, the guy was like, "Well, I don't know. I didn't. No one told me anything." He's like, "But whatever. Just go up and like I'll audition you. Go go oh, on good. stage now." And so I just went on stage, and it was the biggest bomb oh, I've no. ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, in my life. Wow. Like it was. This is this is what happened. It, I was tanking <laughs> for like eight minutes. It was like a ten minute set, and then at like the eight and a half minute mark, I hear like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Choop, 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 choop. And I look over and this four-year-old kid's in there and he's playing a cricket sound on his cell phone. Oh Wait, it was a real four-year-old? Maybe he was six. I was going to joke that it was worse than the kids' show. I think This basically just- was, it wasn't a kid's show. Yeah. It was like at nine o'clock at night. It was just like a irresponsible parents. Well, it's in middle Times Square. I don't know. I think they just like whoever wants to come can come or whatever. The kid had a good fake ID. And uh, no. yeah, he had, a fake, he had a good fake ID. And he's playing the yeah, cricket sounds. Oh, man. And then I was like, bro, are you playing cricket sounds in the middle of my bomb? And then everyone started laughing. And I think that was like the only. And then I got off stage. I didn't even I like I was walking out and the guy's like, oh, hey, like the guy who runs it. He's like, hey. And I was like, dude, don't worry about it. I don't need to come back. Bro. And then he's like, email me tomorrow. And I emailed him the next day. And I was like, hey, I'm emailing you, but like, I totally understand. That was the worst that I've ever had. I got, I got like heckled up by a cell phone from a kid. Oh. Like, cricket sound. Well, what did he end up replying to you? No, he never oh, replied he never to did. me. Oh. No, of course <laughs> not. He <laughs> gave you his email I mean, address. That club is probably the toughest in New York City, I must say. So, why is that? Just because so one of the friend called it the, the fight club of comedy. Oh, I could see. It's a different. After I left, I thought, you know what? I bet if I did it again, like knowing more, sure, a little bit of what to expect, it just has a different rhythm from most of the clubs. Is that fair to say? Yeah, fair, very fair. Different. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about that club that that it just gets a very rough audience. Sometimes, sometimes it can be the best audience I ever had, and sometimes it, I, I feel like I just want to quit comedy. You know, like that kind of. This one was I wanted to quit comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know if I would blame. I don't know what happened. I just like got. It just wasn't. You know how like I think you had the family friendly show actually. If you got in at nine, the eight something show, the one that starts at eight. It was something, the end of that show. They put me on end. during the checks. Then you had the family friendly show. and family you had friend. checks. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was checks. Yikes. Family and, friendly checks. Nice. And it was family also like checks. one of those things. Your first time on stage. I'm not making any excuses. Like I bombed. <laughs> making excuses. But you know when you walk into a room, you've never been in the room before, and you walk on and on stage. It was that like he was like you're on now, and so you didn't have time to prepare. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But anyway, it was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you go to a comedy club, people. You never know. See bombing. You never know. (laughs) You might see me bomb (laughs) anywhere in New York City, (laughs) around town. So okay, and then so. Oh yeah, so you decided here. So wait, where's your family? Your parents? Singapore. So they're in Singapore. But my sister's in Berlin, so I performed in Berlin this year. How's uh, last that? year. Berlin was great. Berlin actually is a very good scene. Uh, that way you can get on stage every night. Um, some nights, twice a night. And I did London as well. And what was the... Because you went... I'm, I'm reading here. You went to London... Berlin. I don't know if you did comedy in all these places, but Paris, Stockholm, Belgium. I did comedy in Paris as well. <laughs> and went out of like that Western Europe thing, what'd you like the best for comedy? For comedy? Oh, London. I mean, if you're a New York comic, London will just get you like that. I mean, I was, okay, there was very interesting differences I was told between New York and London comics. My One of the girls that I met there, she was like, it's like you graduated from the New York School of Comedy. You know, like she just, she could just tell that I was a New York comic. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, London comics are more storytelling, a bit more long form. They'll chit chat with the crowd a bit more. She only saw a 10 minute set. If I have to do longer than 10, I often do a bit more crowd work, but um, it, it would be a more set up punch, very writing driven. So that was interesting. But that crowd was on fire. I did the top secret comedy club. I think it was club specific to the best club I've done in, in all of London. Um, the worst experience was the gong show. Have you heard of the gong show? <laughs> I mean, I've heard the TV the, the show actual, in America. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is even worse because it's that live. Like you go on on stage and... Oh, they gong you? 
and and it's like they call it the gladiator of comedy. Like they they're just out for blood, you know. Like one poor guy, he went on stage. And he had a guitar, and they just gonged him off right then and there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that gong. Anyway, props. Wait, no. Yeah, and then one guy he got booed off just because of his name. They're like, "Coming to the stage, Darius Showjoy." <laughs> gong. Wait, <why? laughs> they didn't like his name. What's wrong with that? Is he show offy? Maybe I don't know. Londoners are more show, humble. Was it a show name? Showjoy. Showjoy. <laughs> His real name was uh, Rosenstein. It was Shojoy. That'll be Show good for my joy. career. Yeah, it was miserable. So did you do the gong show? Uh, yeah, I lasted 20 seconds. 20 seconds? And like your LOL experience, if I had gone and seen it before I went, I would have been much more prepared. Yeah. Yeah, but because I didn't really know quite what to expect and yeah. how crazy it was going to be, yeah, I was not prepared. But I, I'm pretty confident well, if I did it again, I would be able to last. But what do they have? Because I've seen when you, uh, you're set before, you're pretty like quick joke, quick joke. Like, I don't see how in 20 seconds, you, most people are not funny in 20 seconds. Right, right, right. But I know. you are. You're somebody like hit, 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 hit. You know, I think um, I didn't realize exactly how quick you had to be. Um, because I saw in the first half, they did give people leeway, right? But as the night wore on, they were quicker to, to gong people. <laughs> also after like, you know, five seconds, Darius Showjoy, the guitar. So <laughs> Darius Showjoy. Darius Showjoy. <laughs> get him on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can talk about his gong experience. You get a gong for the show. He finally so, did get passed, though, after multiple tries. So actually, you know, oh, he, he keeps going back. He keeps going back. The place where they boom just based off his name. I know. He I tried mean, a new name each time because of the new name. <laughs> he tried a different name. Exactly. He just went as Darius Joy. No Joy. <laughs> no Darius, no Joy because of you guys. But I, I'm grateful that we don't have such a thing in New York. I mean, it's a terrible thing to put new comics through, you know? Like, thankfully, I yeah. have enough experience that I, I... That still affected my self-esteem. Even after yeah. doing it for five years, I could be like, Jesus Christ. I hate comedy. You I know, like that's a, that wouldn't be allowed in America. No, in this like, climate. Any setup <laughs> where they give the audience a hundred percent of the power. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's, whole ho- reason, it's abusive. It's horribly abusive. Like yeah. in America, they'd be like, "No, nope, yeah. that's." Um, Tell us what you think of the audience. Well, like the, the, if one person does that at a comedy club in New York, like the bouncer comes over and like, "Hey, keep it down." Right, right, right. Exactly. That's called heckling. That's called heckling. Yeah, yeah this is the whole audience heckling the performer. It's the most horrible thing. Oh yeah, if you go at if you heckle back at the. Gong, can you get win yourself back in, or you have no chance? That's what I would do. I would just come out firing at them. Yeah, you can do try do that. that. I think people did try shouting back at the audience. I, I, I they just got booed off even more quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean no. it's a real power trip for the audience, you know. Yeah, yeah. You so you're saying out. back to their style of comedy though? It's like more story. It's like yeah, um, not a lot of not as punch? much setup punch. At least that's how this one comic was describing it to me. And and they have more patience for taking your time to get to the punchline. Mm. Whereas in, in New York, it's like boom, 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 get them really quickly. Unless it's a gong show. Unless it's a gong show, right? <laughs> and there's no patience. Right. And there's no Even patience. in the Instagram era, they still have patience on getting to a punchline. Like, I feel like people, everyone's attention span is like zero at this point. Yeah, you would think so, but they have more leeway for storytelling form. Uh, it's the accents makes them smarter. That is no, but to them, they don't have accents. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I definitely did see like some really great comics there. That was still a very New York style setup punch, setup yeah. punch. So I, I think it's. Here's my. I, I have a, a theory on all this. I think that that because like in San Francisco, also it's very. Uh, it takes them a long time to get to a punchline. Oh really? But they a lot of people see that as more superior because hmm. they're like, oh, we actually give like real opinions. You guys are like joke machines. Sure, and then they sure. don't even get. Then just take out the punchline altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That happens too. Right, oh, like TED talk. coffee shops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, and there's coffee shop shows around the United States where people are like, 
it's like seen as like cool to not have punchlines or whatever. Oh, interesting. That's you know the alt. Very- yeah, the alt comedy thing. But whenever I've seen a comedian with punchlines go into those rooms, they always kill. Yeah. When no one else right. has punchlines because right. they're like too cool for punchlines, mm. but then someone with punchlines comes, even they can say all day that they don't like punchlines, but then <laughs> right, the minute right. someone brings them, they destroy. The audience totally, loves it. Totally, totally. Prop. And comedy. then what about this uh, uh, this Navy guy? Oh, my Navy guy! Oh, <laughs> yeah. you saw my year this end update. This, this whole uh, interview came it's from based from my year end update. Year end update. <laughs> year end update yes. So, are you going to ask me about my twenty five year old too? We, we were getting <laughs> there. No, I, I think I wrote down Navy guy and the <laughs> other two. Oh my I mean, god, the Kiwi, Kiwi, and yeah, I'm pretty tricontinental in my men too. That's good. You got a sailor in every port. Sailor, in every you reverse port. it on him. Yeah, <laughs> they usually have a girl in every port. That's right. I did reverse it on him. I don't think he liked it very much because I was the one that left. Right, so we were dating for a month and things were going well. Um, it felt to me because I hadn't decided. I hadn't um, decided yet how long it's gonna be in Asia for. At this point, it was just like go to Comedy Central, come back. Um, but when I dropped the bomb of him, that it could be longer. <laughs> Drop the bomb. Drop the wow. bomb. Wait, 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 first of all, what country is, where is he based? He's um, based here in New York right oh, now. Oh, I thought you going to say. Like, he was based at Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he um, well, obviously wasn't, wasn't that excited about it. Oh, that you weren't coming back. That wasn't coming back for potentially a few months. Yeah. 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 So we did still keep in touch for a couple of months, but by month, the start of month three, because I was gone for four months, um, he found someone else. Mm. And it sounded like a soulmate kind of thing. He's oh, I never he I mean, he messaged me, you know, hey, I met someone, la la la. Uh, you know, she's pretty much the girl version of me. I was, uh, so That's creepy. Wait, he said she was the girl version she's of himself. The girl version of himself. I was like, what does that That's mean? That's the last person That's I would want to be narcissist. With. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Okay, because because surprisingly enough, twenty five year old. Um, to fast forward to point number three, because point two was Kiwi, right? So we skip him. We skip, skip him. Yeah, Kiwi. he's not really worth talking about. <laughs> not anything. even really the country. <laughs> so <laughs> the twenty five year old surprisingly, we had so much in common. I was like, wow, like I could see if you were older and based in New York, like this could be like. Where was he based? Know, he Hawaii. Oh, is he a soldier? Yeah, firefighter. Oh, fire. sexy, wow! Right? Look at you. I know. Look at me. Yeah, getting all next. To, next, you need a cop. I need a cop. I, I want Staten Island. Um, you can find one. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the loony bin comic. <laughs> I think I want. No, you know, I want Air Force pilot. Anyone here listening in who is an Air Force pilot who can hook me up? We've with... got, we're big in the Air Force. I'm sure we got. Yeah, we got a lot of Air Force listeners. Really? Coast Guard. <laughs> what other? Uh, f- um, does that have to be American? Because we can go. It could be now. It you can be like international. French right? Coast Guard or whatever. Oh my God, French Coast Guard. Do they have a coast? Do they have, no, I don't. Do they have a coast? <laughs> you don't want the French Army. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's like true. <laughs> come on, you want to uh, get on a winning team? <laughs> oh, but the <laughs> interesting flipper. point that um the Kiwi guy did bring up is are men intimidated by going up to female comics because I never get hit on by men after a comedy show. It's been two in my entire five and a half years of being called me. Kiwi was one of them, but it was the third show that he saw me at. They finally came up and chatted with me. I was hanging out at the bar, right? So, and and he said he didn't go out to me early because it's just intimidating. Mm. Yeah, and I just wonder if you guys had thoughts about that. Um, 
You mean opposite? Is it intimidating for women to hit on men? Or is it intimidating for men to for hit men on men? For men to hit on the female comics? Because you male comics get a lot of ass. I don't know. I mean, this guy. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know because I've never been intimidated by female comics because I've always been a comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so I you guess know? you wouldn't have that sensibility of a normal. I think because yeah. normal men try to get a woman to like him by making her laugh. Yes. Right, But she's professionally oh, funny. Kaplan might have a better, better <laughs> outlook. <That makes> <laughs> this well, is your modus operandi. Well, Kaplan has a theory that you never take a woman on a first date to a comedy show. I would never have taken a woman on... Yeah, to, <laughs> That's not a good idea, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, because I want to be the funny one. You want to yeah. be the funny Exactly. I, it makes no sense That's you want to so let true. someone else be funny. I wouldn't take him to anything artistic, though. Like a movie, yes, but not like a band because they're going to fall in love with the singer in the band. <laughs> exactly. Anything, any form of art. Yeah. Unless, and so that means if you're, you're going see- on a date with a female comedian, you still want to be the funny one, right? So she's going to be competing with you for the funny That's, time. Yeah. That yeah, could be, that could be, be it. it. You guys, that- why, why do you guys want to be the funny one? It's evolutionary. Wait, wait. There's, some, there's another thing, I think. Uh-huh. Um, that guys are going to be worried that you would talk about them on stage. That's fair. Because a lot of, a lot of See, people... I wouldn't be worried about that. A lot of comics talk yeah. about relationships on stage. So true. And one guy definitely did bail on me because he he, he didn't want me to do jokes of him on, on, on stage. I actually did a joke. And he was a comedian, too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent him like a message name saying, names. I miss you. Nah, <laughs> Fuck a fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Leon. <laughs> Jason Leon, the doctor. The doctor. Uh, it was... Sto- what was the guy's name in the Pagong show? Story... Uh, no. <laughs> Darian Fruit or whatever his <laughs> name Fruit. What was that guy's name? Kill Star Joy. Joy. Kill Joy. All oh, right, right. Show Joy. Yeah. <laughs> now Kill Joy. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, wait, so a comedian? So he must not have been a very good comedian. He's actually an excellent comedian. Really? Yeah. That's and the he worst bailed kind. on you because he didn't want you telling jokes about him on stage. Yeah, because I told him, because I sent him a, a message saying, hey, I miss you. And then he sent me like this thumbs up. I was like, what the fuck? You don't respond to this thumbs <laughs> That's up. That's a great bit. <laughs> I know, it's That's... a fucking great thing. Yeah. Yeah, he gave you a thumbs up. He gave yeah. a thumbs I miss up. you. And I miss you. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this has to be a bit. He's like, oh my God, you're already doing jokes about me? Uh, I can't do this. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. how sensitive. And he just fucking bailed. It's not like he talked about his penis or something. I, I mean, Jesus Christ. I thought that's what was going to And I obviously didn't name names. Like, who the hell named names Joe during Mackey. comedy show? No, Maggie. Sounds he... like Joe Schaefer. <laughs> oh. That's that Sherrod Small. Oh my god, stop guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I had I I managed to do something that was very unsatisfying. He he did come back again and ask for another chance. And I had the distinct satisfaction of being able to tell a guy to his face, I'm sorry, I don't give second chances with my heart. Yeah! Ah, yeah, right? You should have sent them a thumbs down. I should have <laughs> given <laughs> a thumbs down, right? <laughs> I'll text you my response. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, it's just, I'll tweet it to you. So how did the guy come in, ask you out then? Like you just Jimmy Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks up stage, says that was a great set, and whatever. Okay, like, so I, I, I... For our guy that's in the audience out sure, there. Sure, yeah. You may be scared. You may be intimidated. Yeah, you see, you... actually, I gave him a lot of assists, all right? He pretty much had to do a layup. So the first show he saw me at was like a show. He already said, hey, great set, and he left. So we already had a first point of contact. Oh, thanks. Second show was a you. fuck Tinder show. It was a fuck Tinder show. It was like a speed dating show. Like people who didn't want to use Tinder. It was a speed dating. And then comics came out to perform at the end. But because um it was a speed dating thing, I was very interactive with the crowd. And he was very cute, this Kiwi guy. So I already like mm. had my eyes on him. And they had all they had all done a speed dating. They had all done a speed like, dating thing. And then after that, they all went to a show? No, we were at a comedy club. A okay. speed dating at a comedy club. And one of the games they played was to ask the girl, what's the worst pickup line a guy has given you? And they made the male comic send that to all his Tinder matches. And the line was this, hey, um, 
are you a are you a school teacher? Because I like to shoot some kids in you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Horrible. That's the worst. Oh, Horrible. Wow. Oh my god. I hope yeah, did, did it work? Of that's... course not. They were like, you, you creep. Oh, oh fuck Louis off. Louis can steal that, but no. That's, that's, a, that's rough. That, oh, <laughs> God. Man. I know. But so I got to interact with this cute Kiwi guy from the stage because I already thought he was so cute. I was like, well, mm. let me just cue him to know yes. that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I already talked to him on stage. So the third time when he oh, came my. to a show, he already like, hey. He's like a like, fan. He's, he's like a fan. Around. Yeah, he was. So he really had like a lot of groundwork to go on. He but wasn't coming at me cold. It's also this they're not playing a um if they have an accent, they're not playing in an even playing field. That's true. With the rest of us. But you know what? His accent was actually a drawback because he was so hard to understand. Like, oh really? Yeah, we like almost got in a fight because I couldn't understand his accent. He probably would have won. <laughs> I mean he's Kiwi. This is what we need though, to make up for all the shit men have done to women over the years. So we just need women. You have to capitalize. You're a comedian, you're the star. Exactly. Best looking guy I, in the audience, he's yours. Yeah, that's it's how, true. That's and you know work. that's how I got to You got hit on them, maybe. Yeah. Is that I, what is that I what think happened? Year old I young? think yeah. so. Twenty five year old. I saw him before I went on, and I already had started to do this bit on like not getting hit on on stage. I've noticed that once I say and complain uh, about that, guys good, will come yes. up to me. Wait, so many male comedians. I know for a fact they haven't told me, but I know they have a bit that's just designed for them to get, get out of here, get laid. What? What? Bit? Like, what kind of bit would get that? Well, they. Oh, man. They talk about going down on a girl. I've seen that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They talk about how she came for the fifth time. And <laughs> yeah, and then they always like you have to. They have, they always mention they're single. It's uh-huh. like 100. There's no single guy comedian who doesn't mention. Got it. Sing- I mean, rare. It's pretty rare. Mm. And you can see when the bit happens. You're like, oh, that's the that's, that's the get like a, bit. <laughs> yeah, like the rest of the act could be about like uh, what the Albanian war. <laughs> <laughs> And then they'll do, they'll take like a hard left turn. Anyway, I'm single. Oh my god! And then it won't even be a good hysterical. joke because it's like they literally just have it to mention. And then they'll go back to anyway back to the Albanian war. That's so true because my my bit right now because it's a work in progress about not getting hit on on stage is not funny at all. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it gets me the man. It gets you. You accomplish something. Out of it. It you throw away one joke moment for something else in life. Oh, my goodness. I, so, 25-year-old. Oh, so, no, go on. Go, yeah. So, I saw 25-year-old. I was about to get on stage. And I saw this super cute guy. I was like, oh, my God. So cute. So my type. <laughs> and I think he caught me staring at him. I was like, oh, no. I'm, now I'm embarrassed. And he was actually standing by the bar with his guy friend. I was like, oh, no. What if he's gay? But then... <laughs> <laughs> you assume he's, got a, he's with a, a guy friend. He's gay. I know. That's, because he had a very, like... um. He was like, he doesn't look like you, <laughs> he looked gay. Captain. You know, like, he doesn't look. He, does, he, does, he looks what more like Turner. He looks like me. Wait, you're saying Turner looks more gay? What is, I don't know what you're talking. You, know, you, you look like you could swing. Ah, I love it. I have a collared shirt on. Yeah, you're looking pretty you know, like, and single and neat. No. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I take like it as a compliment. Yeah. Hello, it's 2019. It's everybody. Yeah. I mean, gay yeah. guys have such great fashion sense. So this guy yeah. looked like He's very so well dressed, well groomed, and neat. Okay, I'll tell you how he looks. Sorry, my my female comic friends say he looks like how I think your Hamptons guy looks like. That's that's you see, you see what I mean. Hampton Inn or the people like the actual Hamptons. Like the actual Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> Hampton that's really like Cap looks like the Hampton Inn. Inn. I don't watch Hamptons. <laughs> I didn't know it was a fashion show here. Next time, I'm gonna try to look a little gayer. Wow. Okay. But so I- then the moment I go up on stage, he and his friend went from going to the bar to the very front row, right in front of me. I was like, oh, I wonder if they did that because they want to talk to me. I, have no, I had no idea. But he starts flirting with me from 
the audience. So he he was like even I mean it's a very interactive thing, right? I I hit on him. I was like, what's your name? Julian. Oh my god, Julian. That's like Julian parentheses. I am so sexy. Like duh. Wow. <laughs> I know. Talk about like <laughs> I would shoot some kids for you. <laughs> Female comic it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Female can't say it to oh, yeah, you're right. Get your Louis C.K. bit correct. <laughs> but I do find the name Julian very sexy. I mean, I've never met a Julian it's before. It's a French Ex- name, isn't it? He is French, actually. Half French. And I've had things for French guys. I am He's actually Julian. Oh, wow. Cool. I know. So, okay, great. And then, But then he hit on you at the bar. He did. I mean, so I still do let him do the guy thing. Like, even after we, we would meet up, I would wait for him to text me the next day. You know what I mean? Like, I will still play the oh. female role. Like, I wouldn't be the aggressor. I was already aggressive. I think this is how women have to play. We have, yeah. like, open the door for you guys exactly. to let you know that you can come in. Yeah, we can't, we can't read And then still let you do the chasing. Because, like, guys like the <laughs> chase. Not only can guys not... Guys have never been able to read si- signals. <laughs> uh, but now I feel like no, it's, they're scared it's, of it's well, murky. Well, if they said, hey, Turner, oh, that's like Turner parentheses, I am so sexy. Now you're getting Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty big signal. I'd be like, actually, my name's Julian. <laughs> right, right, right. I did the Hamptons. I did uh, pull this... I remember once many, many years ago when I was single, I... Went to see a, a story show, mm-hmm. and there was a girl who did a story called Why I Would Never Date a Guy Who Likes Charles Bukowski, who reads Charles Bukowski. Oh, oh wow. Ow, so, ow, ow. well, no, I, I went, she was cute. So I went up to after the show, I, and I somehow like used the line, like, Well, I like Charles Bukowski. Would you date me? And it worked. Oh, my so wow. I used her stick. Look at that. Go on a date. I don't think it went very far, but <laughs> one date. And, uh, so yeah, that's so I, yeah, I don't know about comedians though. I, that's a little, maybe a little more intimidating because you're like, they're going to take you down but the guys gotta, gotta do this you know I, I was talking to two female comics yesterday and one girl said she still gets asked out by audience members on a show but the other female comic was saying but you on stage you come across as very friendly very approachable still very feminine and then she was saying for me I do come across as more intimidating on stage like I, I have bite was what mm, she was saying yeah yeah and do you, do you see that too from what you know my stand up for you yeah for me yeah mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying bite. to still think of why guys want it. Guys like the bite, though. They like the yeah, bite. I, I, I agree. Oh. I don't think it's necessarily a negative. Oh, really? Oh. Um, I don't know what it would be. Why? Well, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's I th- oh, wait, no, I, have, like- I have another idea. <laughs> You're full of ideas. I, I think it's uh, another reason could be because so when like it's uh, it's that they might assume that everybody's hitting on you. Oh, really? Could that? Am I off on and that? Maybe that's why when I say they don't, then they come up to me. I mean, I had a tw- I had this guy, he was so young, he's not, he, he can't even buy me a drink yet. That's how young he is. He's in college. Don't he, me too yourself. Yeah, don't me too yourself. <laughs> Careful. First ever comedy, me too yeah. himself. Yeah. No, I'm a lawyer. I know the legal age for sex, but you know, this is not right. drinking. He, he can't even buy me a drink. So, so oh, he's in college and he emails me. He's like, hey, you know, we'd like to go out sometime. This is like the first time I did the I don't get hit on on stage bit. I was like, holy shit, this joke works for getting men, <laughs> not like, for less, but for ding, the men. Ding. ding, ding, ding. And I was like, oh my God, you're in college? Like, are you at least a senior? He goes, I'm a sophomore, but I took a gap year. <laughs> oh, it's a junior age. Junior eligibility. Redshirt sophomore. <laughs> Redshirt sophomore. He reclassified. <laughs> so if it makes you feel any better, I'll turn 21 in three months. <laughs> oh, that's pretty oh. good. Did you go for it? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, you're waiting? So wait, wait, he turned 21 yet? Was, Was this like last No, yesterday? I think it'll happen in... 
February. You have the count. You have the Google alerts on your phone. I know. I have to mark my calendar. Oh, so this just happened a few weeks. This ago. just happened. Yeah, because oh. this bit is so new. It was just a couple oh wow. Ago, this yeah. is this bit's really. It shows you you need paying. dividends. This guy's yeah. paying me so much. I have to do it for the rest <laughs> of all time. Even if I never get it funny, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah. going, it's one of those male comics bits. That's just yeah. Just you don't to have to put it in a special. That's part no, of the exactly. equality. Yes. Yeah. Man, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, it's about time. Time's up. Song that's Time's up. Love song. Time's up. It's a yeah. All right. Should we? This has been <laughs> very informative. Yeah. Well, I got one last. I got one last bone to pick, though, before oh, we get to that. Because uh, okay. we mentioned you did that whole list oh, of all your many, right. many accomplishments from last year. Well, Congratulations! All the, all the places you went. All around the world. places you went. 2018 was a very good year for you. You left something off. I noticed. You played Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't lose that. As, that's not a highlight. The home oh. of Michael Kaplan. I mean, that should oh. be number Paris. one. <laughs> you went to Sweden. You went to Stop. Belgium. You, didn't, you also I mean, went to Allentown. Not I on know. the list. I'm I mean, sorry. That should have been like, I went to Allentown, parentheses, I am so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You should. <laughs> Allentown's a city that holds a grudge. When we were named the 300th worst city out of 300 one year, we, <laughs> we did not. They, they were burning money magazines in the streets. So <laughs> wow. you don't want to get on our bad side. So you should apologize to people. List them in our highlight in your highlights next year. You won't be able to show your face at that Macy's across the street from the comedy hotel. <laughs> right. <or whatever> places. <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh wait. What do you have to promote before? Or you have anything to promote before we get uh, to uh, how do people find? I'll you? I'll be in Virginia Beach, February twentieth, performing at the theater there. Cool. I, I think there's I think a Navy. Is there a, a stop there along Uh-oh. the way? Port City. Hold on to your hats, sailors. <laughs> so, <laughs> any sailors coming by? Right, I need to replace this old sailor out of the old in with the new. Exactly. <laughs> this one's gonna be hard to replace though because he had brains. Like he wow. doing doing his MBA right now. Oh, he invests in property in the stock market. I was like, dude. Well, the stock market is down. Gorgeous. So. I know that's he true. He has less so, money. Yeah, he has less money now. <laughs> That helps. But so, if there are any sailors on in that port who also have an MBA, we're big with the sailors in Virginia Beach <laughs> <laughs> community. Well, especially they all love Turner. He's, yeah. the, <laughs> he's, he's the eye candy around here. So. All right, let's get to the news. Play the music. <laughs> Everybody, we're back. First news story of the week comes to us from the Shanghaiist Kaplan. The highest Shang. We're going to Shanghai for this. Shanghai, China, not the one in. Is there one in like Ohio or something? No, probably. We'll be soon. Groom. When the trade war is over. <laughs> what, <laughs> they'll annex <laughs> Shanghai. <laughs> no, Shang, like China's going to be annexing Ohio. The way oh, about. yeah, you're right. Groom to sue friends after getting hit by car on expressway while fleeing wedding hazing ceremony. <laughs> In Ch- uh, 24-year-old... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a real story. This is not from China. This is from uh, the middle of China somewhere. Okay, 24-year-old man named Ai Guangtao was pelted with eggs, doused with alcohol, <laughs> and sprayed with ink before then being stripped of his clothes, taped to a utility <laughs> oh pole, oh and beaten with bamboo. <gasps> this bit of festive torture was carried out by the man's friends engaging in the infamous Chinese tradition of wedding hazing. <laughs> This is, I didn't know. Is this a real thing? It's uh, a real thing, but it's never that you? crazy. I've never known of it this bad. I, I, this says that it's, it's been getting worse in the past couple I, of years, uh, clearly. Oh, wow. Are they like watching a lot of like old, like Animal House, like American frat movies? Well, I was going to say, this is what, like, so they do in America, we do like bachelor parties, but this is why they put bachelor parties a week or more before so you can recover. the recover. 
Yeah, you need recovery time. Because this guy, what happened is he was getting beat so much. uh, In order to escape from his well-wishers, I hopped a fence and ran onto a busy highway where he was struck by a passing vehicle. (laughs) Ended up lying in the road nearly naked and badly injured. To make matters worse, police determined that I was to blame for the accident, meaning that he was responsible for the damages done to the car. Oh, that's... So you had to pay that would never happen in America that way. But that, so it's you could sue your friends, is that? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, so he's asking for them, to, but for, but you can only sue for damages in China, like actual. There's no punitive, right? So they had to cancel his wedding. Mm. So there's damages there. No, but he doesn't get money because, like, if he he went to the hospital, right? So then he can sue his friends to pay for the hospital bill. You're a lawyer, right? Yeah. Okay, so in China, does he have a case? You can back me up here. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But as far as I know, with the law, my experience with it, he could sue for his friends to pay for his hospital bills and pay for the car that he's getting sued for. But he can't sue for like emotional damage that his marriage is over. They're not his friends anymore. (laughs) What? I assume they're not his friends anymore. I would assume. Probably a really big break. They took it a step too far. (laughs) I mean, legal. Yeah. No, God. It's from legal. The legal test in America would be uh, so it'll probably be a a negligence lawsuit, and the legal test in America would be. Was this foreseeable injury, right? Like, if you mess your friend up so badly on his wedding treatment, is it reasonably foreseeable that he's going to get hit by a car? And oh, yeah, that would be the test. So it's but, not. So it's not reasonably. But I mean, foreseeable. I would defend. They obviously didn't tie him up that well. He got out. <laughs> I mean, he got injured running away from them, not because of what they did. If they would have, he would have stayed there. So I you mean, defend you both I'm defending them. Him. I mean, were they doused him in alcohol? Were they gonna like let him on fire? Like, what was the? <laughs> well, is the alcohol like lighter fluid yeah, or is like, like beer? Yeah, it's a beer. Mm. I mean, it just sounds like good old frat fun. I pelted with eggs. <laughs> boys, <laughs> will boys. Boys, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys. <laughs> boys will. Oh my god, use against boys. I mean, they. Speaking of which, do they not have like strip clubs at bachelor parties and what? Like, what are they? Do they not they don't have strip clubs in China. China. So they use strippers for funeral's. They As do have strippers at funerals, but not yeah. for bachelor parties. Wait, <laughs> exactly. so really got these in China, priorities back. strippers for funerals. Yeah, the government's trying to crack down on it, <laughs> but a lot of but but they're like strippers. They don't get hundred percent naked. More like go-go dancers. Why are we having go-go dancers at a funeral? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a Chinese It's depressing tradition. to go to a funeral. It's a little pick-me-up. I'll get a comedian now. <laughs> it's a, pick, a it's stripper a comedian. And we had a story not too long ago where they got a, a, a stripper at a kindergarten um, like first day of school. Yeah, induction ceremony. The principal got fired immediately. <laughs> but but uh, not. I mean, would you rather them tie the kindergartners up and douse them in alcohol? No. <laughs> I mean, Beat them with a bamboo stick? Yeah, so it's all relative. Oh, the bamboo stick does sound pretty harsh. That sounds painful. It sounds Singapore to me. It sounds. It, it, well, that's, that's, that's a cane. Like, that's is that like a bamboo? A, that's, uh, they use, I think it's a bamboo cane, but that's like a legal punishment. Your friends don't do that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you going to sue your brother for his best man toast? Or? <laughs> <laughs> my, brother, my, brother's, my brother's best man speech was so bad. <laughs> it was the mental equivalent of this, getting hit by a car. <laughs> having to pay for it (laughs) (laughs) next story time magazine oh this goes we're coming back to america for this one princeton acapella group cuts little mermaid song titled kiss the girl (laughs) after complaints that performance promotes toxic masculinity i think they listened to the podcast no yeah they did i I came back from disney with the family ranting about how little mermaid was this really backwards sexist unwoke (laughs) production and it's the same with snow white he fucking kisses her while she's asleep. Talk about no consent. Exactly. No I consent. think you brought that up too, didn't uh, you? We brought that up in a news story. This is a whole, Disney's entire library. Disney's entire library. As the kids yeah. say, Disney is problematic. Disney's <laughs> very problematic. By the way, problematic, uh, lamest rapper name of all time, if anyone wants to. <laughs> Problem- <MC> problematic. <laughs> so this tradition, he said... Well, no, here's the thing. I will take their side if, if we keep reading a little bit because it says, <laughs> during the performance, not the side of the 
acapella group. By the way, Princeton acapella. Is there anything more rapey than a Princeton oh, acapella rape. group? That's pretty rapey. That is. A, y- a Yale one. A, a Yale, Yale one. <laughs> Honestly, I would take money that the football team is less rapey than the acapella group. Especially, especially Yale, yeah. Or, yeah. Or Princeton. Making an improv group and we're, it's all over. Oh, my God. A Scrabble group. <laughs> <laughs> okay, during the performance, here's, here's where I take the side of the... Um, I guess whoever decided to outlaw this during the performances, it is tradition that a female audience member will be brought onto stage and decide whether or not a man from the crowd could kiss her. <laughs> That's what they do every year when they do kiss the girl. So then they're compl- they're saying that this is putting the women in an awkward position where they have to like play along. But don't they know? Kiss some random audience. They do this member. every year. But she gets the power to say yes or no. Right? That's she consent. Gets the power That's like a lesson in consent. You're right. You're right. <laughs> do she they have a fat it. woman who gives her this power? She can't talk. <laughs> I don't like know. in a Little Mermaid. <laughs> guy, I was wondering where you're going. Good looking. <laughs> like, so in response to the uh, publish, uh, in, is in response to the oh, so the newspaper is what called for them to be banned. Mm. So in response to the newspaper, the Tiger Tones. Oh God, Tiger is, Tones. The name oh of the acapella group. The Tiger Tones president, Wesley Brown, apologized to anyone made uncomfortable by this tradition. He said the group won't perform the song until he can think of a better way to do it without offending audience <laughs> members. Oh, my God. A better way would just be to sing the song, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Better way would just not to be a cappella group. Yeah. Do we yeah. need a cappella groups? No. We have better way would be just go to Yale. Yeah. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> You're right. Instruments were invented a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Come on. Next news story. Millennials. Oh, boy. Can now, oh, this comes to us from WTAJ, which I don't know what that is. That's, that's a TV station somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Millennials can now go to adulting school, it says. Oh, great. Oh, they need it. Portland, Maine. Millennials lacking life skills like cooking, budgeting, or time management <laughs> are now signing up for classes designed to teach them those basics. Rachel Flygen, how do I say that? Flag- Flanger. I don't know. Co-founder of Adulting School in Portland, Maine, says, uh, Rachel's also working to launch an online class. Experts say millennials are behind on life skills because many of them haven't left their childhood home, and adulting courses can help them catch up. I love this because it makes me feel like I have... I'm saying that. I I, I, I need time management very badly. You need time management. Do you know... I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is, is your adulting school. Exactly. (laughs) You're right. This is my adulting school. I know nothing. (laughs) Uh, It teaches me a new thing every single week. But I, I find this... like. I don't want them to learn. I love the one advantage I have on millennials is I know how to do these basic things. Like I know how to do laundry, make eggs. Make eggs bills. is different make from eggs. cooking. I, okay. right, right, right. <laughs> make a grilled cheese. I know how to pay bills. I know do all these things they're learning. So well, I don't I, want them to learn this because that'll keep me, give me a skill in life. Oh, you, you need, need a leg up. I got nothing. I don't have an MBA. No, I didn't go to law school. You're, you're not sailor. 25. I'm not 25. Right. Yeah, you're, in the, you're in the Navy. Not in the Navy. <laughs> I got a lot of things against me. You don't live me. in Virginia Beach. No. no. So what do I have? I know how to make, I know how to crack an egg. You got nothing, Kaplan. <laughs> Here's, I, I have a hot take on this. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take alert. Millennials, if you look it up, I think that we're now calling people millennials who aren't millennials. Right. They're too young. If you're like 22, you're not a millennial anymore. What are you anyway? Mm, I think you know? 22. There's I a new be... generation that just hasn't been named yet. It hasn't been named well, yet. Yeah, no, there's that term like iGen for like- Is uh, that them? I think so. Like my... So millennial is like 38 or something to like 25. Mm. I think most people who call people millennials are, yeah, millennials. are also right. millennials. Right. We just don't but, know it. I think everyone's But there like... are a lot of people 25, 26, 27, 28 who are living at home or like- go home a lot they, they do like i noticed this they do a lot more family trips to their families or like stay with touch their fa- they're t- closer <laughs> wait like, like, like my 25 year old he yeah. came to new york to visit his family and stayed with them yeah. older people aren't close to their family yeah you, you get the hell like you i graduate college i got the hell out i'm very close to my family got the hell out moved out immediately 
Oh, you summer. move out, but you yeah. still can do like Christmas with them. Christmas. Yeah, I'm holidays. not counting Christmas. I'm just saying oh. like, like they don't go on a regular vacation. They only go on vacation with their families. Oh, wow. That's wow. what I noticed a lot of millennials. Like only. Like I obviously do. And if they get in trouble, their mom takes with their iPad? Their mom takes <laughs> <them>. <laughs> They're still on their families like, yeah, a food, cell phone plan, bill. Right. Oh. They, don't, they come home every time to do laundry. Stuff like this. I see. Why would that be the case? Because they're very, they they, they like their family. They it's like, like a family. bit of a good thing. It's good. It's thing. not John. seen as a uh, like a point of shame. Yes, it's oh, not shame. That's the thing. Because I noticed that about American culture that you know once you graduate, like you live by yourself. Whereas in Asia, you live with your parents until you're married. So millennials right. are becoming more Asian. We're yeah, becoming they are. more. It's Asian. It's even like a lot of cultures are that way. Where like the families are very closer to near. Right. Yeah. Pra- I mean, it's more practical. It's more practical. Saves you money. But you're See? right. In like, and they don't need budgeting lessons anymore. They still stay with their parents. They will save so much money. You're right. They save a lot of money. But I do remember like growing up in El Dorado Hills, California. It was if you if your kids lived with you past the age of eighteen, like the shameful. parents were ashamed. Yeah, that's oh, really? and yeah. that's what brings me to the real point is everyone shits on millennials, but it's really the parents yeah. that create the problems. The parents should be going to classes. But that means younger I mean, parents are m- yeah. more likely to encourage their kids to stay with them. Yeah, they're than the too, older generation. And it's all the stuff like the helicopter parents and all that crap. Yeah. So, parent, we need to open up a, not a millennial adulting school. We need to open up a parenting school. The parenting parent, school parenting for millennials. With, with, we got Will Savants will teach a class. I got uh-huh. news to you. A lot of these uh, millennials are the parents. They're 38. Their kids right, are 38. 20. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. That's depressing. Last story <laughs> of the week. Eater. What's Eater? It's like a food, uh, foodie website blog or blog, something. Yeah. Foodie blog, yeah. The Brooklyn Cafe that once sold America's most expensive cup of coffee, coming in at a whopping eighteen dollars. Wow, is now closed. Can, Does it have truffles I, in it? Shocker. <laughs> and I think it was just coffee. Oh my god. The coffee shop's parent company, Alpha Dominici, announced it was halting all operations earlier this month. The company was known for its flagship product called the Steampunk. Ooh, <laughs> so Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. A $15,000 coffee and tea brewer operated through an iPad app. Ooh. Now that the cl- now that the company is closing, the app will not work anymore. Mm. So good luck on your 15000 thing that's connected to an app that doesn't exist. Well, why was the coffee $18? Yeah. I don't understand. Because they were in Brooklyn, and it was just like, that was like their... That, that's a whole marketing thing for some places, is if you just have the ridiculously expensive thing, True. you'll get in like the blogs. I mean, I think you'll Literally, get the first... Work try like people do it one time just to see what it's about and if it's not going to be worth $18 then forget so you're getting a whole bunch of one-time customers but not repeat customers here's the thing like how good would the coffee have to be to be worth $18 like, I mean it has to be as good as sex cocaine you know? or something like 18 <laughs> sex costs $18 <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the truth here's my point yeah coffee sucks oh well, it I, all tells the same it all tastes the same. 7-Eleven coffee? 7-Eleven coffee, $18 coffee. It all tastes exactly the same. No. Anyone who says it's different is just trying to like feel better about themselves. And that's why $18 coffee doesn't work. All coffee should be $4, $3, $4, maybe $5. Whereas the ice cream covered with gold flakes in Asia, that's still a thing. I had it when I was in Singapore. Actual gold? Actual gold, yeah. No. I mean like flakes, you know, like very little amounts of it. But you can eat it? You can eat it, yeah. Wow, Chinese Asian people are so rich. They are so crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich <laughs> crazy Asians rich are Asians. eating gold. Yeah. They're eating pelting gold. their friends with gold plates at their bachelor party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that speaking, which I'd rather would do than uh, I'd rather than pay eighteen dollars for a cup of coffee. I'm <laughs> right. you, I mean, I'm. That's the podcast. Jocelyn, thanks for doing it. Thanks for having me back. I'm going to be, everybody come see me at uh, uh, January 19th in Boston, Massachusetts, January 31st in Grand Prairie, Texas, right outside of Dallas, Texas. That's all. Cap, what should we do? Let's get lost. Get lost. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay 
or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? It's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day is fine, the next is black. So if you want me off your back, well, come on and let me know. Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. Decisions bugger me. If you don't want me, set me free. Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. Should I cool it or should I blow? Cool it.